Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hi Podcast. I'm Dad. This is Joey Two Bananas. And this is Frankel the Tankle, a.k.a. Frankelstein's monster. <laughs> Every AKA time. A.k.a. the doctor was really Frankenstein's monster, or whatever that bullshit meme is. It's not a bullshit meme, it's the truth, <laughs> but whatever. Anyways, thank you for joining us again, or if you're listening for the first time, hello, welcome. We're just two dads who want to talk some sh- stuff and, you know, figure stuff out. Wait, why did you censor yourself? I don't know. I can't remember if we're allowed to say shit or not. We, we are mature rated. Can't we not say shit? Do we have to not say shit? Because that, that would suck. Well, we've said shit like six times, so I guess we're going to be saying shit. Yeah. So I noticed last time that I did not indicate how often we'll be updating. We're aiming for bi-weekly releases now. Seeing as this is a dad podcast, we are both dads and we have a lot of stuff we have to do with the kids and then with, you know, the general upkeep of the house. This guy is busy upkeeping his house. Mr. Tubaninas is good with that. I tend to let things break. Yeah, you do. And, like, spend a lot more money fixing them than necessary. But anywho, <laughs> we are busy. So we're going to do our best to just make sure we stay on a two-week release schedule. Yeah. So this is going to be episode three. And we're hoping you liked episode one and two. We'll probably talk a little less about piss this time. We talked about that way too much in episode two. That's your fault. You're the one that has an obsession with piss. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, dude, I, I've been doing a lot of work around the house, especially because now with that hailstorm, like my, my fence got shredded. Uh, I was going to get on the roof and I was like, nope, I'm going to wait for the adjuster because I might do a lot of dad stuff, but I don't know crap about roofs. <laughs> Yeah, no, and the roofs are dangerous, man. Yeah, I almost fell putting up Christmas lights last year. Like That's a deep fall, too. Uh-uh. It, yeah, it's a two-story house. It was almost, I, I almost killed myself. No. Uh-uh. The neighbor's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I think. If you remember, so remember as backstory to this, me and Joey Two Bananas here have known each other for a long time since high school. We had a high school teacher whose husband was paralyzed because he fell from a second story roof because Yo. she wanted to put something up there. He disagreed and he got paralyzed like straight up quadriplegic paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that runs through my mind that, and um the one time that my uh, dad like locked the keys in the house or something like that. And so at my old house, he had to, um, we got onto the deck and then from the deck, he jumped on the railing onto like a little, outcropping of one of the rooms which is like a lower roof so that he can get to the window in my bedroom stop and like open that and he slipped and fell off no landed on his knee on the deck on a wooden deck his knee has never been the same he's had problems with that knee since then and i was like seven eight nine so that that runs through my head and it's like all the stuff you do as a dad like that you're like i'm a dad i gotta do this well we can get seriously injured yeah and you know what? You know what kind of sucks is that it's kind of like our job to be the one that gets seriously injured doing yeah. that shit. Yeah. And what's weird is we enjoy it. You get like a little bit of happiness yeah. out of like doing that dad stuff. You know, we kind of touched on it last time. Like, you know, the whole 
what makes you a good dad? Is it the guy who tells the dad jokes or the guy who's out there, you know, grilling and clinks his tongs twice to make sure that he's grilling right and all that? Like, it's all that dad stuff we do. And, and a lot of it is like fixing stuff around the house. But I don't know. It makes me kind of happy when I'm doing it. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. There are certain like weird, stupid kind of chores that yeah. we do that like spark a joy. Yeah. Like, so our birthdays were just recently like our birthdays are one day away. Joey two bananas over here. I'm actually older by a day. Fucking young motherfucker over there. This bastard over here. always lording it over me. So after we did all our like celebrating and stuff like that on the actual birthday, I think it was Monday this year. I was like, I was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I was like, I got stuff on the honey do list that I got to (laughs) finish. So I kind of want to do that. I'm going to sleep in. I slept in. And then I woke up. Mind you, this is my birthday. My wife's tired. I'm tired because we did a lot of stuff. Family, friends, all that over the whole weekend. And you're recovering from that mid-30s hangover. <laughs> Bro. But so like everybody's sleeping and it's my birthday, right? I should be the one getting breakfast in bed and all that. No, I get up and I go downstairs and I cook eggs and ham and pancakes for the girls and then i made some for my wife too and then i made some for my sister-in-law and then i made coffee gave everybody this i give the girls like whipped cream and all that and i do all that and then everybody finishes eating by the time i can sit down and feed myself and like in the back of my head i'm like it's your birthday aren't you supposed to be always like no it feels good i'm the dad feeding the family kind of stuff you know and she's like, okay, well, you just did everything. What do you want to do next? I was like, I'm going to relax for a bit, and then I got to go to Lowe's. <laughs> We're Lowe's family. <laughs> I mean, unless Home Depot wants to sponsor us. <laughs> I have I have two. Like, I have Lowe's and Home Depot close enough that, like, sometimes I'll get frustrated with the cost at one of them, <laughs> and then I'll run to the other one, see it's, like, pretty much the same, get pissed off, and just buy from whichever <laughs> one is last. <laughs> so I actually... Part of the reason why I like Lowe's is because at Home Depot, I feel like somebody's always coming to be like, hey, you need help? What can I help you with? You, you got a project you're doing? At Lowe's, nobody bothers me like that. Unless I'm in the fan section. That's the only time somebody's ever like, hey, do you need me to tell you how much uh, CPM that fan is? Like, I, I think that's what it's called. It's whatever the like measurement of cubic air pushed per minute there's always somebody who asks me that he's always like an older veteran or something like that and and they know it all they're like yo this one pushes out like a thousand cpm and it has a four blade setup and i was like okay it's like yeah uh, you know what i'll i'll come back here and i'll ask you for advice when i want a fucking wind tunnel in my house that's cool i almost bought like a six blade fan for the living room off a dude one time he's like this one pushes out like 1200 and it's whisper quiet i was like it's whisper quiet there's like six blades on it she's like (laughs) It's already cold in the living room. Who cares if it's whispered quiet? But I was like, but baby, like, we don't want a loud. She was like, we don't want it at all. So I stay away from the fan section. Uh, but otherwise, they don't they don't bother you. Yeah. So, yeah, I was there for like two hours because I went there. And so it was two trips. I went there and I grabbed what I needed. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I need some PVC pipes. Maybe I need this. So I just start wandering about and looking at, and I'm like, oh. I do need some of these, this Velcro tape. I need some of this. And I was like, oh, I need wire splitters. So I'm just grabbing all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, I don't need all this for this project. But that's how you get lost because you're like, oh, I can do all this dad stuff. I can do all these projects. So I go home, buy it, 
and what I needed was a light because I was installing a light. And I go and I tear down the light that's in the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, there's a joist there. So now I got to go up in the attic. And I go up in the attic and I'm pushing aside all this stuff. I mean, this is my birthday. I'm sweating now in an attic. It's like 110 degrees in the attic. I got to use a flashlight because I killed the power to that area. And I found out I grabbed the wrong thing. So then I had to go back to Lowe's and buy the, the right size, come back and do all that stuff. Altogether, it was like four hours of like being in the attic and installing stuff and testing stuff. And my wife's like, you're doing a lot. It's your birthday. Don't you want to relax? I was like, yo, this makes me happy. All on your birthday. <laughs> All on my birthday. And I was like, yo, I finally get why my dad and my stepdad used to be like, on Father's Day or on my birthday, I just want to be left alone so I can do what I got to do. I was like, because it felt great, bro. It was like, yes, I installed a light. I got this done. I did what I needed to do. Like, Interesting. So I was happy. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that, like, I got to agree with. If it makes you happy, you should do it, right? Because especially on, like, special occasion days, you, you got to, like, you get the opportunity to advocate for yourself in a different way, right? Where it's, like, usually you can't say, hey, listen, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do this stuff. No, you can't. And I'm going to do this because I want to do it. It's normally, it's like, hey, listen, the family has to go do this. Hey, listen, we all together have to do that. And it kind of sucks that it, it works that way, but it really does. Right. So I can see that, that you would get all that stuff done on your birthday. I'm the opposite though, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like first of all, when it comes to maintaining things and fixing things and stuff like that, I'm not that good with it. Like I'll be 100% clear. Who do you get to fix all that stuff like, in your house? Then? No, it just stays broken. <laughs> <laughs> i have a broken toilet seat top dude still. it's still broken it's still broken that was like a year and a half ago i was at your house and it was broken no that was not a year and a half ago that was like that was a year ago a year ago <laughs> oh you know six it's, months less yeah <laughs> and and part of it is because i don't like people fixing stuff for me but i also don't like I do stiff on my time, you know, like when I feel like it. So, but then stuff doesn't get fixed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, I can't, I hate that, bro. I hate that. And like, I'm, I'm gonna throw my dad under the bus a little like that. But, but my dad used to do that kind of stuff. Like he was always like, yo, gung ho, I got a project to do. And then he'd rip out like half the wall in the bathroom. And then, and then like, oh, I don't have the part of it. And, and then, then never it fix there. it. Yeah. I'd have, a, <laughs> There was a good two years in the house that I grew up in. The be the bedroom I was in, myself and my brother, was adjoining to the bathroom. But there wasn't a door between the bathroom and, and it was just a wall. And he tore out that wall for some reason. I don't know why. He tore out like a hole in that wall. And I don't know if it was because there was a leak in the wall or maybe he was going to put a door. I don't know. But then he never closed it. <laughs> So anytime anybody used that upstairs bathroom, I had to open my bedroom door because it was just perfectly sized <laughs> to cover the hole Stop. in the bathroom. No way. But it didn't stop the smell. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and I'm like thinking about it now. I'm like, what? And then that same bathroom, I think it must have been a leak because it, there was a claw. There was a claw foot tub, like one of those old school tubs in that bathroom, too. And now that I'm thinking about it. I remember after a few years, we never used that tub again. And then there was a giant hole underneath it. 
I guess he must have like cut into the floor, the subfloor to try to fix a pipe and then just left it. So there was always a hole with the tub precariously like placed over it. And it was never oh, fixed. Oh man. No, so yeah, that, that, can... It must have been a leak because the holes everywhere. Jeez. No, I, I, I guess I could see why you would have such a thing about getting things fixed right away. Like, yeah. <laughs> why'd you have such a boner for it? It makes sense because you grew up with that. Because I grew up being able to see t- somebody take a shit. <laughs> yeah, that would traumatize anybody. <laughs> Actually, and I think for a while that toilet didn't flush either. And so I remember my brother accidentally took a piss in there. And then there was just stale pee smell in that bathroom for like, and remember there was a hole in the wall. So I can't do that, bro. I got to fix everything. (laughs) I can't deal with that. (laughs) See, I guess for me, though, the, damn it, you're right. I talked about pee again. (laughs) (laughs) You can't, you can't stop. You can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) It's a curse. Can't stop, won't stop. stop. Rockefeller. Oh, we're dating ourselves again. But um, yeah. So I I can see that. But for for me, it's it's a little different, right? Like the things that I like doing that are, I guess, kind of dad centric are more instead of fixing things up and like making sure things are running correctly. I like to kind of do things that the family will enjoy overall, right? So like on my time, when I can advocate for my time and say, you know, this is the stuff that I want to do, I will, you know, like put up a swing, right? It's not necessarily fixing anything. There's still stuff in the house that's broken. It's literally putting up a swing though. You're doing dad fixing stuff. But it's not really fixing anything. Like the kids are going to live swing or not, right? Um, They realistically, they could cut themselves on that piece of porcelain, right? Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. that was a big, jagged, like, broken piece. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, like, I'd rather just be spending my time doing other things, um, running around, playing games. Um, we play lots of board games together. We just do random stuff, right? And then there's just times, too, where, like, what I get my happiness from sometimes is, like, taking some alone time, you know, or just relaxing. There are days where I say, you know what? I'm not doing anything, right? Just, I'm going to be that dad that's sitting on the couch. Doesn't it drive you crazy though when you do that? Yes. If I've already put it in my head that I needed to do something or that I wanted to do something. But there are just times where it's like, it's so much, there's so much going on. And it's like, you know what? No, I'm taking it today. And I'm going to be lazy. And I get real happiness out of that. I can sit on that couch for four hours. If I've uploaded that time for me, and I won't move, but I'll sit there and I'll play a game with the kids. Like, what if you're, What if the wifey's, like, trying to do something? Like, that doesn't like bother what? you that you're just sitting around for, like, I don't know, she's mopping the floors or something like that. You're just sitting on the couch, chilling, and it doesn't bother you? No. You don't feel that guilt? Oh, no. Hell no. Not in the slightest, bro. That's this her. is why you get in trouble when your wife listens to the podcast. <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's the truth. I don't know how to filter myself, so I just kind of just say whatever. I mean, I get it, but I guess for me, there's like, if I'm not sacrificing myself for the family, am I doing it right? And then I think maybe I'm like, 
incepting it into myself that then my happiness is when I'm self-sacrificing for the family and doing all this stuff and not letting myself sit down and breathe. But you know what? I think a lot of us do that. Like, I think it, it, I think it's a natural thing for guys in our position. We need that like inception. Womb, 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 like sound effect for this part right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because we, we tell ourselves that, right? It's real easy to get into that swing of things like, I, this is my purpose. This is what I do. This is a big part of my life. This is the main part of my life. So I'm going to be the person who keeps everything in running order. I'm going to be the person that sacrifices my time and my effort for my family and they're going to appreciate it and their appreciation is going to make me happy. And we tell ourselves that the thing that sucks though, is that I don't think they do. No, I think they do. Not in the way we think it. So now you got like, me. Now, now you got me guessing. Yeah, like I could speak. I could speak for myself only, right? I'm. I'm not going to speak for all fathers out speak there. Speak for all men. <laughs> Do and it. I'm, and I'm not going to speak for you either, Mister Two Bananas. But for me personally, I well, went, one day have to explain why I'm two bananas. <laughs> There's, there's probably some there's listeners a, being like, "Does it have two dicks?" There's like, a what's story. There's a story behind that one. But I'm not going to. Why? Gonna, some guy has like a board with a bunch of strings on it. Like, where are the two bananas? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, and I, I kind of like this about us because we, we have a lot of places where we intersect and we understand each other. But then there's a lot of spaces where we kind of like disagree, you know, you were saying that like you like that we have a lot of points that we agree on and some that we we don't like how right. I feel like I got to self-sacrifice and you're like, yo, fuck that bullshit. Yeah, no, I, I, I am definitely on the fuck that bullshit train because <laughs> the self-sacrificing stuff and, and kind of tricking yourself, it's your happiness. It's, it, it's a bad cycle in my opinion. Right. So for me personally, I went through that phase. I thought that if I did everything I could, you know, I'm only speaking to my experiences, right? Like I'm pretty sure there's going to be some old ass dads that'll tell you kind of something similar we should get old dads on here oh god like our dad's age <laughs> no man i just talked to my dad recently for my birthday i could not get that guy off the phone <laughs> i could not stop him from rambling and i'm like no my future <laughs> this is gonna be me stop no see episode uh, two for reference <laughs> <laughs> but it totally holds up and even even wifey was like were you talking to your dad yeah like man that was a long conversation you said (laughs) bye like five times anywho (laughs) yeah i just i don't like the idea that we always feel like we have to sacrifice ourselves and you know what kind of sucks about that is i feel like it's almost like the default setting like oh 100 it is and not just in like sacrificing your time or your happiness like I saw something the other day. It was, a, it was basically a dude on the street interviewing a bunch of people. And he went up to a bunch of um, and wives on the street like, hey, uh, if one of you's had to die for your child to live, who should die? And invariably, every single woman said, him, him, him. The child needs me. He, why should I die? He needs to die. You know, if it's me or him for the child to live, it, it, he needs to die. And when they went to the men, every single man said, I'll die. I'll die. Let let her live, for, you know, right. to, to protect the kid. And, you know, 
I'll be the one to pass. And it's it's like hardwired into us, bro. Well, so in drastic situations like that. Well, I mean, it was a hypothetical. Right. No, in, in hypothetical drastic situations like that, I agree with it, right? Like when it comes to something that severe, it makes sense to me. Like you might as well, right? Just in my opinion. I mean, I know there's a there's an evolutionary biology reason why we think that. But in today's day and age, the fact that you're saying that is literally just a leftover hardwired from the drive because there's no reason why. Well, in your specific case, maybe since you're the breadwinner, but in most situations, there's no specific reason why if you're no if you're not having any more kids and they're not like babies, one parent would be worse than the other to keep alive. Well, so what I'm thinking is there could be one, there could be other. Um, and in today's society, there's not much that there's not a whole lot of difference between what men and women can do, whatever they can't pee standing up as well as, yeah. oh my God, I keep going back to pee. <laughs> but, um, in today's society, women and men can accomplish a lot, at least in this country, right? You can say that there's not a whole lot that the other cannot do. So why is it that so men have why? to yeah. sacrifice? I don't know. I just, I think it makes sense. I think you're hardwired. Right. I think it goes back to what we were just saying. Right. But in those drastic hypotheticals, I would much rather do it than like, it's not going to be a thing that I think about. I'm not going to be able to sit down and write a whole dissertation about who should be sacrificed in the moment that that decision needs to be made. Don't test me. I might. It's just going to happen. Just to prove a point. (laughs) I might write that dissertation to prove a point. It's just going to happen. What concerns me is not the big decisions. Do I jump out in front of this bus to save my kid? Do I, well, you know, yeah, stay behind on the Titanic to save my wife and kids? I'm talking about the millions of little cuts that kill us over time. Right? That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I have beef with. That's where I disagree. Is because the tiny bunch of millions of little cuts is what gets us in the end. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It it does, it wears on the soul. It wears on the ego, it wears on your soul, it wears on your head. Like, I I clean all the bathrooms in this house. All the bathrooms. I hate cleaning bathrooms, bro. I hate bathrooms, but I do it. Nobody else does. Nobody else wants to do that dirty job, so I do it. And it wears on me. But I do it. That's my job. That's the man's job. So I do it. It's not a man's job. It can, anybody can clean the bathroom, but that's the man's job in this house. You know, like that's the thing, right? So if you raise your kids and they see that and they understand that, oh, dad cleans the bathrooms. That's normal. They're going to expect that to be normal and that's going to stay. And you're going to spend the next 50 years cleaning bathrooms because you have decided that that sacrifice is your happiness. But is it really? Yeah, no, I don't. But at the same time, it it works out in that I clean the bathrooms, but she does the laundry kind of deal, right? Either way, your happiness comes from getting things fixed, from going out to Lowe's and getting the supplies and doing your projects and fixing things. But then we go back to the whole thing. Was that my happiness or did I trick myself into thinking that's my happiness? Well, (laughs) we're now entering the dad light zone. (laughs) Or is it some weird like trauma holdover where you feel like you got to fix everything? Because no, I can't leave a hole in that wall. <laughs> Daddy always left holes in the walls. <laughs> I can see the pig. <laughs> uh, 
like joking about this now and talking about it i realize how weird that was that, a kind giant of, hole in my wall that's kind of fucked up <laughs> Not gonna lie. actually that same bedroom he was doing some rewiring or something like that and left the um the outlet the cover off of the plug that was right by my bed and i turned over in my sleep and my knee hit it and I guess there must have been an exposed wire. It shocked the hell out of me. Like, woke Ooh. me the hell up. Sparks flew, landed on my Ninja Turtles blanket. <laughs> the blanket caught fire. Oh, no. I had to put it out, but it was like a baseball-sized hole in the blanket. Poor Donatello no. was scorched. <laughs> no. Oh, man. But... And, then, and when I told him, he was just like, I told you not to touch that. <laughs> See, my, my stepdad, who who I lived with, was not really a handy type guy. He was more of a cleaning type guy. That blows my mind, because I always thought it was like the guy who'd go out there and like fix a boat. <laughs> like, no. build a boat and fix it. No, he really wasn't. And you know what? My biological dad's not a handy guy either. He's always been an intellectual. He became handy. Yeah, really? Yeah, surprisingly enough, yeah. Huh. My brothers are, are super smart. My sisters are super smart. I think I would consider myself the dumbest of my siblings. Like, real talk. You know, I've never met any of your sisters. Yeah, they're... <laughs> well, one of them just had a baby in Alabama. <laughs> no, she did not bang her cousin as far as I know. <laughs> the fact that you say as far as I know. <laughs> well, you know, those first generations, sometimes they go after their cousins. Yeah, but back in the day, you had like 17 cousins and you didn't know how closely related you were. Everybody was a cousin. <laughs> well, our kids are growing up that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's your cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah that's your cousin. Yeah. And it's like, we don't look alike. <laughs> At all. At all. It's like, no, yeah. Go go talk to Theo Two Bananas. Go talk to Theo Joey Two Bananas. <laughs> Oh, go see Theo Frankie. He's got cookies over there. Go go get him. Go see Theo Thanky. <laughs> yeah. Frankie the Tanky. <laughs> but no, you were saying your, your stepdad and your dad aren't uh, really uh, fixy, fix yeah, it. Yeah, they've never, never been fixer-uppers. My biological dad ended up buying a house a little later on. I was already an adult, right? Like I yeah, never You even... mentioned that last time. You're like, yo, nobody had a house, so I was already out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I I went over there and he started trying to be handy and kind of the same way what you were saying where like things were left broken and not <laughs> fixed for a long time. Like, like, are you really handy or are you just making a bigger mess? Yeah. And well, you know, they're making it up as they go along and you kind of see the look on their face when they talk about the things that they're doing. Like my my dad was trying to make a whole second floor. So he was trying to make his whole second floor like his room. He was busting down walls and oh, putting up supports and all sorts of stuff. Trying to make it like an open concept, like man cave kind of deal. Exactly. And man, that house looked fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I thought you were going. <laughs> but like, I didn't expect uh, you to be like, yo, that shit was fucked. It was fucked up. <laughs> For a long time. I don't even know if he actually did it. I haven't even been there in that long to see it. But... The look on his face when you would talk to him. Proud as hell, right? Yeah, and like excited. And you know, like, I never seen him be like that, like animated about something. 
it's going to sound weird, right? But there's a pride in me, like, I made this. Kind of like, you know how we, we don't get that same kind of connection with a kid that the mom has. It was like, this came of me. I was like, this table came of me. <laughs> I looked at the wood and I was like, I see the table inside of you. <laughs> like, it's the, this, this is something that came of my hands, you know? Right. Uh, I, I think when I showed you guys when we did the house tour and I was like, yo, you see this folding table here in the laundry room? I was like, I built that. And I was like, look at how equal it is and how like perfectly spaced. Like I was proud of that stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, and here are my babies. <laughs> <laughs> and here, and this is the table where we fold my baby's clothes. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry about the babies. Look at this table. <laughs> so I, I get it because I do get some joy. Um, mine's kind of the opposite though i like breaking things and like destroying stuff so like, that explains why you work demo for a while <laughs> so like fuck this concrete pillar yeah <laughs> so yeah pretty much like <laughs> even um today actually right before we're recording what this did you break I, I was out chopping wood i was out in the back doing a lumberjack workout just chopping wood what do you need to chop wood for you don't have a fireplace i don't need to that's the point (laughs) that's the point i'm trying to get at i really don't need to but the act of taking that axe chopping it up breaking it right and these are big logs these are the logs that can't be taken away by the city wait were those those logs that you sat there the last time out there you're like yo these might pick things up and put things down like this is my workout logs yeah I've been what? doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I, I'll, I'll give you that. It is a little weird, but it makes me happy. I enjoy myself when I do it. And it is a good workout, at least for me. But yeah, no, I don't have a fireplace. I, I can't even, I, I can't burn that wood. So, like, you can't really burn that wood because the camphor yeah, yeah, smell yeah. will fuck you up. The the essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> the essence. The essence. <laughs> So, but I like doing that, right? I like I demolishing that, stuff and I like breaking stuff and I like chopping things. And it's like it, there, there's no real benefit to it. Right? I was going to say that doesn't anything. tie back to benefiting the family in any way. So you don't no. need that benefits the family to make you happy. Right. And that's, and I, it, it took me a And it doesn't time. make you guilty? No, because part of it is time, my time that I'm using to make me happy, that I'm doing things to make me happy. And you know what? The thing I want to convey to the family is that you can do the things that make you happy. You don't always need it to go back to the family unit. You don't need it to have some sort of intrinsic value. It doesn't have to be that way, right? Do the things that make you happy. That's what I'm trying to do. But wouldn't it make you happy? And I, I guess I guess this is, like you said, the intersection where we sometimes agree and sometimes we don't. But wouldn't it make you happy knowing that the things that... Wouldn't it make you happier increase the relative amount of happiness if you knew that the things that make you happy were also benefiting the family? Probably. <laughs> feel like Probably, but I, but I don't know. And... <laughs> Maybe I'll figure it out, you know, because we do different things every day, right? And with the house, you figure, like, things change, right? Yeah. You know, but, like, I know my kids, they really just like spending time with me. Like, that's really it. 
Well, so like, that kind of goes back to why I did that on my birthday because, first of all, my kids love spending time with me. If I'm doing sit-ups on the floor, they're like, pile on top of daddy. Oh, yeah. But I also feel bad if I'm not spending time with them. So, like, on, on a regular day, like, on a regular Saturday, if we have nothing planned, like, I'm like, I could go into the garage, lock myself in there, and, like, finish the anniversary gift that I was working on where I got to do all this woodcrafting and stuff like that. But that's going to take me a few hours. Or I can sit here and, you know, watch The Little Mermaid for, like, the third time with my daughter or something like that, you know, like, <laughs> or play dress up or paint my toenails kind of like how yours are. What the hell, bro? You got pink and green toenails. Uh, yeah, number two painted them. <laughs> and, you know, even number three's been painting them, too. Really? Yeah. She sucks at it, but, I mean, she's two. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, st- like, I could be doing stuff like that with them, and that's why I can't do that kind of stuff unless it's like my birthday where i was like oh well you got a special day what do you want to do leave me alone and i do me (laughs) but doing me is doing stuff for the family right well and even if that is the case because i'm not going to sit here and say what works for you or what works for me works for you right It, it it's not that way right but my main concern and what i'm trying to get at is that the fact that you have to feel like you have to wait for a day where you can actually advocate for yourself is a little like that kind of sucks. Right? It's a little, it's a little fucked up. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not wrong. Sucks. Like you have to wait for your birthday to be like, I want to do all these things. But at the same time, it goes back to the whole time management thing. Like as fathers, we don't have a lot of time, so like the stuff that we want to do may not necessarily be the stuff that we need to do. Like we need to get the kids fed, we need to help them with their homework, we need to put them to bed and stuff like that. We want to go play playstation or you know watch tv or Mm -hmm. chop wood you know or fix a light right but we don't need to do that and we're so limited on time that we can't put it all in right but what i'm saying is and i feel like i'm saying but a lot i agree with what you're saying no you can say but all you want butts are nice (laughs) they're thick i I love me some thick butts Like, like cheesecake, like back cheesecake factory napkins. napkins. As an aside, we've mentioned cheesecake factory napkins before, and I might have cut most of it out previously because I realized the first time we brought that up was in our unaired twenty-minute like test session. But anyways, back to you saying "but" a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want it. I don't. I don't want you to think that I'm like full-on disagreeing with You've you. You've hurt here. my feelings. Because I thought we were best friends and now you're disagreeing <laughs> with me. How can I go on? How will my heart go on? <laughs> because I, I I do agree to some extent, right? Like being but, able to do all that stuff, right? And if it really, really does make you happy, then that's good. But I think we I think we lie to ourselves a lot. I think there's a point where we're taking on that responsibility and we're saying like all this is good for the family so it's a good thing that i did this you gotta shave off some of that time for yourself right and make it so that you can do the things that make you happy because your kids are gonna pick up on that they're gonna see that and they're gonna know that like okay dad does things that makes him happy dad can pursue things that makes him happy I can do the same thing, right? Because I feel like when we promote this unit mentality, right? I'm doing everything for the family unit. I'm doing everything for the family unit. Then it puts pressure on them to do everything for the family unit too. 
because they learned that. It's not a bad thing, though. I mean, that's we both we're both Hispanic. That that's collectivist culture one hundred and one. Like mm-hmm. that's how our cultures are raised. Like you know, you got to do everything for the family. You needs a you need a tribe to raise a to raise a kid kind of deal. Right, but is it really something that we should continue doing? Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. I ain't got no answers. <laughs> yeah, we don't have answers. We've got full disclosure was what we were full saying. Discl- disclosure. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. We ain't got no answers. We got no answers. <laughs> <laughs> what commercial did it used to be? Like, you got questions, we got answers. You got questions, fuck if I know. Bro, you're dating us again. You keep saying commercials, they're ads. <laughs> you Philistine. <laughs> but anyway, yes. <laughs> I mean, like, because really, right? We've got a very individualized culture in the U.S. here. And yes, it's true. No, you're right. Because it used to be very collectivistic and then it became nuclear family oriented. And now we're even breaking away from that. And it's all like, do what do what makes you happy. Right. So with that idea of do what makes you happy, right? Are we doing our kids a disservice by sacrificing ourselves so much and kind of falling into this pseudo happiness and teaching them like, hey, listen, you got to do everything for the family. You got to do this stuff for the family. I don't know, because I, I feel like I don't know if we're doing them a disservice because there's nothing wrong with wanting to do something for the unit, for the group. Right. It's been successful and it's helped us out for so long. And that's that's kind of what keeps our cultures alive. Like, that's why we, you know, we have these huge parties where you have like eight cousins and everybody, you know. Everybody's close still because we have that whole unit, that group cohesiveness, that mentality. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We want them to be happy and do their own thing. But at the same time, like if we're all selfish and we're all only caring about ourselves and our own happiness and, you know, not taking the needs of the family unit into account and just taking our own wants into account, then it's not a family. Right. Okay. Yes. And I will agree with you there. And so I don't mean it in the sense of, it it's all got to be individualistic because that sucks, right? What I mean is that the balance has to be there where you have to shave off enough time to be an individual and at the same time sacrifice some for the family. And maybe you could get some more happiness there and teach your kids that there is happiness to be had by balancing, doing the balancing act. I see where you're coming from. But I think there might be people out there, and I'm not saying this is me because, yeah, I will admit that sometimes I don't want to be doing, I don't want to be out there in 90 degree weather, 95 degree weather, mowing the freaking lawn. I hate that, bro. And I hate that I put so much of my manhood on how green my grass is. Really? You don't like mowing the lawn? No, I can't stand it, bro. You know, you would have fooled me, man. I thought you (laughs) did like it. I like it. You know why I don't like doing it? Why? Because I wear jeans. (laughs) So there's a real simple solution, right? <laughs> How long have you known me? Have you ever no, seen me not wear jeans? I know that. I know you don't wear pants. I, I, I know all you wear is no, jeans. No, I wear pants. I know that. I understand that. So, dude, I'm out there mowing the lawn wearing blue jeans. So you can't make an exception? <laughs> no. <laughs> the only exception is when I'm playing in water. So like a water slide or the pool. Other than that, it's jeans. What's wrong with your calves, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't wear... I'm a never nude. I'm a never nude. Oh, God. 
But <laughs> yeah, so like I hate doing that, but you know, I got to do it. It's something I got to do though for the family. If I don't do it, it's not getting done. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. All right. So we got a little off topic there and we took a quick break. Essentially, we want to talk about happiness this time around and we ended up trying to tie in a bunch of other stuff and i felt like i I felt like personally we went a little we went a little afield there wait you know? what word did you just use we went a little afield we went far afield <laughs> <laughs> all right people don't talk like that though <laughs> i talk like that i'm a well-read motherfucker <laughs> fuck you no but you're right you're right you're right embosses right. <laughs> the rock syllable yeah, so I mean, essentially what we were trying to go back to, all of this was supposed to be about happiness, right? And like, I got my happiness out of, I get my happiness from my children first and foremost, right? Doing all those fatherly things makes me happy, you know? I, I feel like I need to do them and I want to do them. I want to go out there and go to Lowe's and get this stuff and build stuff for the kids. I basically replaced one of the the the, the, the drop-down lights, those wafer lights, but I wanted that playroom to be more lit up and the lights that came in this house just weren't bright enough. So I ended up putting up LED lights along the wall. The The additional light in there, now it's nice and bright, but now they can play with it. My daughter loves playing with those colors. So now she changes. She's like, red lights and blue lights. And ah, daddy, it's so pretty. You know, so like it made me happy that it made them happy. And so I did all that. It was a pain in the butt, but I liked it. Could I be sacrificing some of my happiness? Probably. Yeah, like if it was up to me. And I didn't have to worry about my kids. Dude, I'd probably be like hanging with the boys drinking or playing PlayStation or just like chilling on the couch with my wife. Right. Like that stuff brings me happiness. But I don't do that because I got my fatherly duties. I got to do my father stuff, you know. So, yeah. no, I, I get where you're coming from. And there are certain things that I do, too. I don't want you to believe like I'm some sort of heartless monster that just does but whatever the are. fuck he wants. <laughs> you're a mumbra. Yeah. <laughs> The ever Mamra Mamra the ever jizzing. <laughs> what is it? Ah, ah, ah. Why? Why am I friends with you? But anyway, I get that, and and I have it too, right? The doing things, the working on something for your kids, right, and then. Like getting some sort of accomplishment out of it, some happiness yeah. out of it, it definitely does something for you. I I totally one hundred percent agree with that. My only thing is when we trick ourselves into believing that it always has to be that way, you know. I can see that because if you if you don't have self care, if you're not caring for yourself, you can't care for anybody else. Right. If I'm burnt out. And I'm just looking at my kids dead-eyed like a fish. And I'm just like, I'm so tired. I haven't done anything fun for myself in weeks. I'm no help to anybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I'm going on autopilot. Bro, and and you know, you kind of know my situation, some of the stuff I've been through. And, and there's yeah. been times where I felt like I've taken on everything and done everything. It's because you literally do take on everything, bro. Not so much anymore, right? But you are the sole breadwinner. You literally are taking on everything. You're living nah. you're living the Fred Flintstone life in a George Jetson future. Fred Flintstone used to get his rocks off though. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. 
Actually, you know what? Weird aside, but I feel like we have not had enough, so I'm allowed one weird aside this episode. No, yeah, go ahead. Why did Fred Flintstone have regular person eyes, and so did Betty Rubble, but Barney had just black dot eyes, and Wilma had black dot eyes? It wasn't that big of a gene pool back then. <laughs> In my mind, I was always like, yo, why is Fred not with, with, with Betty? She got them real eyes. She don't got them dead dinosaur eyes. That's because they were cousins. It didn't bring him happiness. <laughs> didn't bring him happiness. He likes he likes looking into the beady eyes like a shark's eyes. <laughs> that little bit of danger from the beady eyes. It, it, it you know, brought him happiness. You know, maybe maybe when she looks up, you know, when she's when she's down there and she looks up at him with those beady ass shark eyes, maybe it does something for him. <laughs> it's the danger. It's that instinctual danger of this is ah. a creature of the deep. That was my aside. <laughs> Fred Flintstone with the raw woman. Terrible aside. Anyway. <laughs> so, and and I guess I'm so kind of like a little sensitive to it because there's been times where I've taken on like everything. Well, I mean, I still do. Like, that's normal. But. <laughs> yeah, just like me doing all the bathroom cleaning is normal. Right. And you know what? That's the thing, right? It's, I tricked myself into believing like this is what i should be doing this is going to bring me happiness you dad septed yourself i dad septed myself i legit (laughs) i legit dad septed myself and it fucked me up man it fucked me up like there was a point where i lost like 60 pounds because of how stressed out i was was that why you looked super unhealthy, skinny a yeah. long time back? Yeah, Damn, bro. Yeah, I wasn't eating. I was oh, stressed I out. Bitch, I was doing a lot and just trying to maintain everything. Damn, bro. Yeah, and you know, I look back on those days, and I, I, I wish I could like go back in time and be like, cut it out, shake yourself, and be like, stop yeah. being an idiot. Yeah, stop being an idiot. The, the, you know, like you don't have to be that guy. Like that tricks himself into believing that this is what is going to make you happy. Because at the end of the day, it didn't. You know what? I sat down one day and I realized like this fucking sucks. Does this tie back a little bit to what we were talking about in episode two, I think, where in your case, you were being that guy because that wasn't the guy your father was. So you were like, my father didn't do all this. So I'm going to be the guy who does all of this. And it took you a while to break out of it. What's fucked up is that my dad became that guy <laughs> with his second family. <laughs> Damn, multiple families. That guy be- my dad became that super dad after I was an adult. Not even going to lie. That happened with my dad, too. <laughs> He's more of like the traditional like yeah. uh, super dad to like my, my steps brothers <laughs> and stepsister. Isn't that fucked up? I mean, good for them. Great. (laughs) But fuck, man. I could have used some of that. But you know what? I think there's at least, I think there's a little payback there for at least for my father, right? Like he was that more present dad with them, but he was the stepdad. So they all went through that stage of like, fuck my stepdad. Right. Right. So I I don't think that happened with your dad because they were his biological kids. Um, Yeah, my dad dad had five biological kids. But yeah, no, I don't know. If it's because of that, because when I was a kid, you're right. I didn't get any of that. And I always thought like a real man, a real dad 
should find his happiness by doing all this stuff for his family. A real man, like a traditional man brings brings his happiness from, you know, raising his family kind of deal. Raising his family, being involved, doing all the little things and, and taking ownership of making sure everybody's fed and clothed and all that jazz, right? I feel like all it really does is kill you at the end of the day. I mean, it just kills you faster. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> it it really like I feel like I aged 10 years in a year span when I was trying to do everything. When you were putting it all on yourself. Right. And yeah. and it was a it was a, an obsession an obsession of you got to be able to do everything. You got to be able to do the girl's hair. You got to be able to cook all the meals. You got to be able to do all the grocery shopping. You got to be able to do all the budgeting. You got to be able to do everything because a real dad should find happiness in satisfying the needs of his family. I lied to myself doing that. I mean, I don't want to say it's a lie, right? Because, yes, there is a, a very large and important part of being a father, being a present father, a good father, in raising the family, being there for the family. Because like we were saying last time, right? Like, you're a father if you, you, you take on the responsibility of, of saying you're going to raise these people to at least be happier than you are. Part of making sure that your kids are raised to be happier than you is creating a happy, fulfilling environment for them, right? But I also get what you're saying. Like, that shouldn't be everything. Because if it is, then you're just creating a false image for them. Like we said last time, I too. Last time, yeah. It's all interconnected. Which, and how's that going to how's that gonna play out in the future? So, yeah, you, you got to find that balance. But it's hard. Especially in this modern world, it's a lot harder. When you have the the average father, his spouse works as well. So now you have double that problem where the spouse is probably worrying about the same thing. Like, how do I find my happiness and bring the family happiness? So, like... There's a lot going on now. There's a lot of miscommunication. There's a lot of probably resentment too, where people are like, you know, oh, well, I'm just not feeling happy, but I'm I'm sticking it out for the family. The pro- the other person probably feels the same way, but you guys don't talk about it kind of deal. You know, like there's probably all this stuff going on and nobody talks about it and nobody's really addressing it the same uh, to each other. So we're all kind of suffering in silence. I mean, like I'm happy because I'm doing what I need to be, but are you really happy? Right. Well, the suffering and silence thing, I think, is is an old school mentality, right? Like, uh, yeah, you stick it out. I mean, how how many years now have they been trying to tell people not to? And it, it, that's something that's going to take our entire species years to get over. Well, but that's like the suffering and silence thing. The whole like, uh, I, we're really just sticking it out for the kids is like my worst nightmare. Like that shit wakes me up at night. I hate that concept. I look at my in-laws and they have a really, really bad, they have a really, really bad golden years relationship because they did a lot of sticking it out from the family unit and assuming that their kid's happiness is built around them sticking together, that sort of thing, whatever, whatever. Now that they're old people. It's like they can't go two seconds without yelling about divorce and leaving each other and blah, 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 blah. It's weird that that's a thing because so my in-laws, same thing, bro. They've been together forever. That's crazy. 
their kids are my wife is 10 years younger or eight years younger than her older brother and her younger sister is 10 years younger than her so they spread their kids out and they were raising kids together for a long time and apparently my wife was like yeah i remember back in the day thinking that they were going to get divorced back when she was like in middle school and now mind you we have our own kids and they're still together but like a year or two ago like we got a random text saying they're getting a divorce i'm like they're in their 60s what do you mean they're getting a divorce <laughs> like what what's going on yeah. um, i mean they ended up talking it out and not doing it but it's like at this point they live separate lives but they did that staying together for the families no. thing for so long it was like is nobody happy like so you've been together this long and you guys just You're not happy miserable yeah I and i'm not speaking for them maybe they're happy now i don't know but just based on what i saw like and my grandparents were like that too mm-hmm. my grandparents <laughs> were like that like my grandmother used to literally god bless god bless both their souls my grandfather and my grandmother but she would literally throw my grandfather out of the house and like curse at him cops would get called she'd be out there saying like get him off my property like a whole deal and I was like, what's going on? Do these I, people not love each other? I am of the mind, right? That old school Latina women, right? Would purposefully feed their men the way they did to kill them early, right? <laughs> you are not the only Hispanic man who's told me that theory, bro. <laughs> like, there's something in the cooking, right? Goya's got something in their seasoning, right? And just. Kills is the adobo. Yeah, it's the adobo. It's the adobo in the sazon. Something, something in the sofrito. I don't know. Right? It's just it kills the men off earlier. It's weird, bro, because you're not the only guy who's told me that. I have at least three other friends that have said that. Like, yo, Hispanic women be killing their men with the food. That's why we all got high blood pressure and die That's early. Dying of high blood pressure. Dude, the average Hispanic male dies at like age sixty-seven. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the statistics behind it, but I, I fucking believe it. I mean, killing us. I mean, my grandfather, my grandfather on my mom's side died at sixty-three, right? And my and my grandmother lived to ninety-two. Yo, yeah, yeah. same, yes. same. It's the sofrito. It's the sofrito, man. I don't know, but like. So yeah, there there is that like I'm sorry, bro, I'm not gonna let you move on because no, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> they don't cook the same way afterwards. They yeah, start cooking no, healthy. They start cooking way healthy afterwards, yeah. Once it's done by themselves, it's like, oh no, you know, I got into this thing. Oh, oh I, I I eat only the white meat chicken and just a little salt and pepper because the doctor said I got high blood pressure, so I'm gonna take care of myself. I was like why Yo, what happened with the rice and beans? Why couldn't you do that before? That you cooked with that giant can of lard. What happened to that? That's so true. <laughs> My grandmother used to have a giant can of Crisco, like the lard, not oil, just white pig fat. That is so true, dude. And you know what? Like, I'm thinking about it. It's like, as a kid, right, you're thinking, oh, because now it doesn't taste as good, right? And old school Spanish men are always complaining about like, oh, it has to taste the way you always make it, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But then it's like, it's a trap at the same time. <laughs> like, I wonder if there's like some old, like, finishing school somewhere in those, like, first world, like, or the the old countries. Where it's, it's how just somewhere like, in the freaking montañas. Yeah. 
<laughs> all the go women to, go to the shack they learn the techniques and it's like okay that's how you cook for the first 50 years of your life it's the bruja school <laughs> that's why my grandmother had that little witch sign on the wall the kitchen witch <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know i don't know if you're in a better position than i am but like it, it could happen to either one of us <laughs> No, I'm good. I'm good. The the wife, she be cooking. Um, she craps like these healthy recipes. But <laughs> she's having to teach herself how to cook, so she got to eat it too. <laughs> those, no, air, those air fried grilled, grilled cheeses are good for your cholesterol. Air fried cold. <laughs> but bro, like you're so not wrong. Now that I'm thinking about it, man, like. But you know what? It brings them happiness because they'll be like, "You gotta cook it." I don't, I don't like anybody else arroconga nules but yours. You know, like it has to be the way their wives cook it, right? And they're yeah, slowly exactly. poisoning them with that freaking with that cooking, fe- dude. It's true. Have you ever seen how much oil is on like a Puerto Rican's pastel when they cook it, like the pastel? Mm-hmm. Like when you open that wrapper and get that like. Basically, oh, yeah, and the grease and all, it, it, all that grease it, it's like the red anejo seed and the grease and it's like dripping off and i'm just like yo it is delicious yeah but that's what makes it good <laughs> it's, yeah. it's basically boiled and deep fried in its own <laughs> grease man that's like a heart clogging that's why we all die so early. <laughs> but we love it it brings us happiness to well, eat their heart killing foods exactly right okay. sorry i got off topic bro yeah we're way off topic i don't even remember what i was trying to say <laughs> Happiness. No, you were saying the whole, the, the poisoning. Oh, yeah, because they couldn't stand being with each other for too long. Right? Yeah. Because they sacrificed so much and they they decided to be together for the family unit. Society tells me I can't divorce him, but I'll kill him with this food. I'll kill him with this food because that's the right and honorable way of doing things, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But either way, I see some of these older people that are, that have not killed each other off yet, right? <laughs> And I see how they interact with each other. His arteries ain't clogged enough yet. And it scares the crap out of me. I tell wifey, like, listen, if that's going to be us, let's deal with this shit right now. Because I I don't want to deal with that as an old man. But you know what, bro? Um, And this is coming from talking to you and talking Mm -hmm. to our other friends. It's us, the men, that are willing to be like, hey, we got problems. Let's go to a therapist. Let's go talk. Let's, Let's figure it out. Like, I'm unhappy about this. You're unhappy about this. Let's talk it out. The wives don't want to do it. Yeah, that's true. Like, and not even trying to throw shade, because maybe maybe you don't want to drop your your baggage, but they don't want to do it. We're the ones that are like, yo, let's put it all out the table and figure it out. Maybe it's because we don't want to get poisoned. Maybe we know maybe what's coming. No, right. Well, I my personal opinion on this is that how often are you the one to apologize first? I apologize for everything. There you go. Even if. Let's say hypothetically, my wife punched me in the face. I'd come back ten minutes be like, I'd be like, "Yo, baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that like I said something to make you punch me." Well, there you go. Right. So if you yeah. go to a therapist, then it's level playing ground. You're not. You're not going to be apologizing first at a therapist. And they're like, "No, I don't want to go. I just want you to keep apologizing to me." <laughs> <laughs> we just lost every single female listener. To be fair, we we understand that not every relationship is like this. We're talking from our own experience, we are, and we love our wives. So we're legit talking about our friend group, and our friend group can be a bunch of simp sometimes. I simp for my wife every day. Yeah, we simp for our wives hardcore. I see it, 
and that is why they don't want to go to a couples counseling <laughs> because we're not like out there beating them, you know. I don't, no, hold on. There there is a happy medium between simp and wife abusing. Well, okay, yeah, there is. I meant abuse in the sense that we're the ones that are the aggressor, right? I think personally I we just came from a back I came from a background where I was like, you know what? I am going to not hate my spouse. I'll, yeah. I'll treat them with a little more respect. But it's that kind of rubber band. It's that that snapback. Like you don't want to be what your parents were, so you go a little too far to the other you side. Over, you overcorrect instead yeah. of being like we're going to see each other as equals. I'm like, yeah, we're equals, but she's just first among equals, right? You yeah. know, like you, yeah. you're higher on the total pole than me. I'm at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Kids come first, then you, then me. So what we started the conversation off with, like the whole, you know, the wives always say, oh, I need to survive to be with kids. And while we're like, no, we'll take that sword. We'll be the ones to die. Like, yeah, yeah we we all have that kind of the wife first, then the kid or the kids, the wife, then me. Right. It, sometimes it's like the kids, the wives, the cats, the dog, the hamsters, me. <laughs> And that is why you can spend your birthday doing the things that you like doing because on There's a regular prostitutes for me to find <laughs> because on a regular schmegular as day, right? You don't feel like you should be able to put some of the stuff that's on your list for you above the kids list and above the wife list. You know what, bro? I'll be honest. Um, I have been torturing myself in that I put the kids to bed. I hang out with the wife. We eat dinner. And then my wife goes to bed at like 11, 30, 12. And I'm like, I want to do something for me. And I'll sit there and I'll play a game till like 3 in the morning. Mind you, I got to be up at 8, you know, 7.38 to get these kids ready and go to work. Yeah, I'll sucks. be up till 3, 3.30, 4 in the morning because I'm like, I just need me time. Because I didn't do something to make myself happy earlier in the day. And I'm like, oh, I can go to bed on time. So that I can wake up and go to work and make money for the kids and then do the whole same thing again and not have any me time for five days in a row. Right. That sucks. That sucks, man. Yeah, but it man. also sucks that I'm killing myself. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I guess to kind of wrap things up, right? Like, I guess it goes back to that's us putting it on ourselves, right? That's us putting, or that's me in my case, putting that on myself. But in a broader sense for all men i think that's kind of us sacrificing ourselves being like oh i'll put it on me i'll do to make the happiness for my family and we're not taking that time for ourselves we're not we know we need it we're not doing it and it's slowly killing us and making us resentful and then we're going to end up like our parents and our grandparents and everyone else where they hate the person they're with or they hate themselves and they feel like they wasted their lives because we're not taking that time for ourselves because we think we need to that our happiness should come from that self-sacrifice of being like, oh, I'm the dad. The dad doesn't matter. The kids matter. And the the kids need the mom. But there's no difference between the mom and the dad once you get to a certain point. Like, once the kids are off the breast and they don't, you know, they're at an age where both parents are equally needed. It's 2023. Yeah, like, there there shouldn't be a reason why we shouldn't care for ourselves because self-care is very important dude like there are so many men we have the hot the the highest suicide rate in the country is men we suffer in silence 
and this isn't to get like sexist about anything else because women have their own problems, but our problems stem from the fact that we don't take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. Mm-hmm. Almost to the effect that I think this whole movement amongst some men now where they're putting themselves first is a reaction to that. But then I feel like some more traditional guys overreact to that and like, like oh, those guys are they're they're not real men and they're not this and that because it so challenges our understanding that we've been bred into. Like, no, I have to self-sacrifice. When there's a happy medium, you don't need to be an Andrew Tate, but you don't also need to be like uh, the dad from Seventh Heaven, you know? Like, there, there's a happy medium. That fucking asshole. <laughs> Which one? They're both assholes. No, the dad from Seventh Heaven. Like, he, he's so he was, like... He was kind of a dick in the show. Yeah, but he was so like, I'm a dad. Like, yeah, he, I don't know. He, 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 he set a bad example. So many fucking so many women that are in our wives' age group watch seventh heaven and probably saw him and was yeah. like oh that's a man that's yeah bad. you know what it, it's messed up it's like the only representation now is like the dad from seventh heaven right you know or al bundy <laughs> <laughs> where is the middle ground <laughs> there's no middle ground you're either al bundy it is no ma'am club or the freaking preacher father from seventh heaven or like uh, whatever the Brady's dad's yeah, name was, you know, Brady like bunch dad. Where's where's the representation of the dead? Just the middle of the road, dad, because it What's wasn't freaking George Lopez. No, God, no. It wasn't will, Ray freaking Romano. Will, will you allow me to go off on a tangent for just a couple minutes? I know you're wrapping up. Go ahead. <laughs> so. And and because it, it reminded me of something when you mentioned the Ted Bundy dad and the Seventh Heaven dad, right? No, 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 no. Al Bundy. Did I say Ted Bundy? Oh, Ted, Ted Bundy's, Bundy's the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh Al God. Bundy. Al Bundy, people. <laughs> Ted Bundy wasn't a dad. No, he I, wasn't. I don't, I don't know. No. But he, he, he shouldn't was, have been a bad dad. He definitely should not have been a dad. <laughs> Continue with your Yeah, so the 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 variation between the Albany and the and the Seventh Heaven dad is um there was a point in my life where I came to the realization that I was the Al Bundy, the Peter Griffin, the Homer Simpson dad. I left all of the home stuff to the wifey. And I, like I said it before, I think in episode one, I didn't know how to cook and I left her with a lot of those responsibilities. And I don't know what it was that it came it made me come to that realization, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I am in line with all these worst case scenario dads. And, and it really did bother me. I mean, yeah. Anytime you anytime something clicks and you're forced to face who you are and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, whoa. Yeah. It really did. It shakes you. It, it, it shook me to my core. So then what happened was, is I tried to be seventh heaven. I took on everything. I learned how to cook. I learned how to take care of the kids. I took on all the responsibilities. And but then that's when you're sacrificing yourself. That's exactly. when you lost the 60 pounds. And that's when I, yeah, that's when I was basically turning into a skeleton. Yeah. And Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> Mumra. I was turning into Mumra the ever juicing. What? <laughs> I hate you. 
<laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> but um, now, nowadays, at least a good like eight years later, seven years later, I've found a lot more happiness with being the middle of the road dad. Yeah. Like, just in general. You know what? Um, to go back to the pop culture references, right? You could be Al Bundy or you could be the seventh heaven dad, but there's no representation of the middle. Did you ever watch Modern Family? Yes, I did. Phil the Dunphy. Guy who, no, no, no. Phil Dunphy's yeah. cool and all, but uh-huh. he's your stereotypical, like, goofy, Bumbly, idiot, goofy dad. dad. Al Bundy, that actor, yeah. redeemed himself and became the middle of the road father because he hated his ex-wife. Yep. They stood together for the kids. Yep. He finally realized he wasn't happy, left her once they were grown up, because he did that traditional male thing, left her. And then started a more fulfilling relationship and raised the second child, the, the, the third child, even better, the third and fourth child, because he realized he needed to find that balance. Right. And he wasn't a perfect dad. Like, he still had issues and episodes where he was trying to struggle to, like, accept his, like, he accepted his son was gay, but now he had to accept that, you know, his son was getting married and all that stuff. Right. You know, like, he wasn't a perfect dad, but he was a dad who understood he needed to find happiness within himself. And like not sacrifice himself. And so that's why it all worked. That's why he had, you know, the the delicious second wife. What's her yeah, name? Uh, uh, Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara, yeah. yeah. With his and, you know, Colombian wife. And his crazy yeah. Colombian wife. Yeah. <laughs> but that, like that it's it's kind of almost a redemption story. Like you went from Al Bundy to now you're the dad who realized you were miserable. Your kids didn't like you back in the day so now you're like you know what i'm gonna be better i'm gonna do better i need to be find my better self and basically by becoming a dad who lived to find some of his own happiness it worked better so maybe that should be the model but ex- instead we do it before the first divorce well, yeah, then that that's kind of that's the fucked up part right because it weren't you just saying that about your dad wasn't i and just saying that too. about my dad that it wasn't until the second time around yeah so maybe we do that but don't but learn. wait until the first failure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we learn. Maybe we could be the, uh, what was his name in Modern Family? I can't remember. Jay. It was Jay. Jay, 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 Jay Garrett. Jay Pritchett. Pritchett. Yeah. Maybe we'd be, be the Jay Pritchett. Be the right? Jay Pritchett, but find your happiness in your first marriage or your second, third, whatever. I don't judge wherever you're at, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But find it earlier on. Earlier in life. Don't yeah. wait, you know. Don't be the the Al Bundy who's complaining about his wife but stays with her. And don't be the seventh heaven dad who literally burns yourself out trying to be the perfect dad. Just realize that you deserve to be happy. You, and I feel like we end a lot of these saying, like, you deserve to just be okay with what you're doing. But you deserve to be happy. We're, we said a father is somebody who tries to tries to basically raise their kids to be happier than them. Well, you should have a good baseline because if you're a miserable person and you're trying to raise your kid to be happier than you, then you're trying to raise a less miserable person. No, like find your own happiness, whether that is building stuff. And maybe that's because you feel guilty because of how you raised or that you're not doing enough, whatever. If it still makes you happy, it makes you happy. Whether or not I do what I do because I'm, I feel guilty that I'm not doing dad stuff. I still felt happy getting up there and being like, Hey baby, I was in the ceiling. And then I've put a a, a, a freaking uh, light. I ran the cords. I put the junction box. I cleared out the space. I did it. I did it. That made me happy. Even if it was some guilt thing that drove me, I felt good about it. It made me happy. So that shit is cool. I should, yeah, that. right. You feel cool. You're like, ah, hey, 
you could say junction box in a sentence like <laughs> you know so find that happiness figure it out and embrace it you don't have to be miserable there's nothing that says a dad has to be miserable you're not getting a trophy at the end of the day and you know what miserable. We, yeah and for anybody out there who needs to hear it you you deserve to be happy as long as you're not an asshole who's like a horrible abusing person or something like that like and if you're not find that happiness and if you need help search for it like whether it's talking to a therapist talking to a best friend like i've used you as a therapist before just find your happiness because we don't want to become part of that statistic you know yeah and maybe at the end of this episode we put the national suicide hotline or something like that because we talked about it but it's true like you know there's too many fathers dads and men out there who just sacrifice their happiness and they find nothing yeah yeah exactly i don't know maybe that got a little dark at the end or deep but like that's the reality of the situation like why what's you you get to a point where you're like what's the point if there's no happiness if you're not finding it mm. and that's why it's important to raise your kids to find more happiness than you but you need to find happiness too yeah you lead by example right you exactly. show them you show them what being happy could really look like by just doing the things that make you happy because your kids can tell oh yeah your kids and your wife can tell like you're you ever seen the movie click the Adam Sandler movie where he has the remote that freezes time and all of that. No. But essentially, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I think every dad, every son should watch that movie at some point in their lives. It really changes you. But essentially, he had, it's a magical remote. And at one point, he can press fast forward. And when he fast forwards it, he goes on autopilot. And he's he doesn't he's not happy when he's on autopilot. His body's just working without thinking about this, that, or being happy. So like... His kids hate him. His his family separates from him and his wife leaves him and stuff like that because he's he doesn't seem happy. He's a man who's being successful and doing this and that, but he's working on autopilot, so he's not a happy individual. Everybody around you could tell that, and they're gonna grow to resent you. And when you realize everybody's grown to resent you, you start to resent yourself. So find that happiness and then pass that happiness on to your kids. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all, all I'm saying. That's all you can really do, right? Because you can't force them to be happier than you. You, you better be happy. I'm a beat your ass. <laughs> what do you have to be sad about? I give you everything. Yeah. I give you food. I give you clothes. I give you toys. There's only two holes in this shirt. Be happy. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. You just gotta. You just gotta lead by example. Really, yeah. for sure. But um, I feel like we're going a little long on this one. Uh, I wanna. I wanna apologize once again for um, not finding ourselves earlier in the episode. Stop apologizing. I am apologizing. Stop it. I apologize. Stop it. I am the Heracles you are, of apologizing. You are showing weakness unbefitting of being Heracles. <laughs> I find my happiness in apologizing. <laughs> but we're still experimenting with this format. And um, we promise to our listeners, whether there's any of you out there, that we're going to keep at it till we find our happy I'm, medium. I ain't promising shit. <laughs> well this has been high podcast i'm dad with joey two bananas and frankel the tankle the spankle yeah, son of a bitch spackle <laughs> and stuff <laughs> we're probably gonna go out and find some of our own happiness but we'll see you again hopefully or hear you or you'll hear us next time because we enjoy doing this bye everybody
Hello everybody, this is Joey Two Bananas, and just wanted to add this little bit at the end here. We got a little deep at the end of that last episode talking about um some mental health kind of issues, very lightly touched on it, uh, and I did mention that we wanted to throw in the National uh, health, um, Mental Health Crisis Hotline if needed, because if anybody's ever going through a crisis or having any kind of feelings where they need to talk it out, it's always better to go ahead and go through with that than to try and sit there and handle things on your own. So if anybody ever needs this, and we hope nobody listening ever does, but it's out there for you, uh, 988 is the new number. Uh, You can now dial it the same way you would dial 911. It's a three-digit number. Uh, But for those of you who want to use the 10-digit number still, that's going to be 1-800-273-8255. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.